Welcome to another episode of Records Revisit, a podcast dedicated to the magic of music. I'm your DJ, your MC, the host on the East Coast. I'm Ben Montgomery. Joining me is the man who wants to remind everyone that you can let him scatter in the wind. He's been to the movies. He's seen how it ends and the jokes on them. Here's my co-host from the left coast. Here's Wayne Fugate. Hola, Ben. I mean... So for this episode, we have not one but two special guests. They are the married duo behind the the band, Carolina Story. Their most recent record is called Dandelion. Please welcome to the podcast, Ben and Emily Roberts. Hey, guys. Do you you call your guys a band, a duo? How do you you introduce yourselves to people? We've always just said band. I mean... Yeah, I guess it's more, I guess it's uh, the media or anybody, you know, introducing us or anything's always said duo, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think it, 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 I, band. it I doesn't know. bother me. It can go either way, but. Who knows what the literal definition of band is? I don't know. Yeah. What, does there have to be more than one two. member maybe, or is it two? Or, <laughs> who I, I think it depends. If, you, if you're playing multiple instruments, um, one person can be a band. That's true. Very true. At one point in our career, I think I was playing a suitcase for a kick drum, playing the guitar, the harmonica, singing, and telling really bad jokes. You were your own band. (laughs) All I needed was some cymbals in in between my knees, like Dick Van Dyke and Mary (laughs) Poppins. All right. Well, premise of our podcast is fairly simple. We talk about music, but as I do at the beginning of each of our podcast episodes, I ask the all-important question. So, uh, Wayne, let's start with you. What T-shirt are you wearing? Well, Brandy Carlisle is from Ravensdale, Washington. I believe she lives in Maple Valley, Washington. That's all kind of a East King County rural area. So, I am wearing a a shirt from. Enum Claw's original craft brewery, Cold Street Brewery in Enum Claw. All right, perfect. Uh, how about let's let's go to uh, let's go to Ben. Ben, what uh, what t shirt are you wearing? I'm wearing a uh, Nirvana, a gray Nirvana pocket tee. Uh, it's it's embroidered in in yellow stitching. It says Nirvana on the pocket, and it has the the smiley face. Very good. Nice. Very good. Wore that shirt a lot during the making of our new album. And also, you know, Brandy Carlisle from the state of Washington, just like Cobain and the boys. So, Absolutely. Just like Wayne and Ben Montgomery. <laughs> there you so, go. Yeah, we, we're, we're both originally from Tacoma, Washington. So That's Wayne's, still, Wayne's still up there. Um, I married a girl from Florida, so the rest is history on that. <laughs> you guys are like complete. I mean, you got it's like the furthest point yeah. from A to B. Just about. Pretty wow. much. That's really yeah, cool. Pretty. All right. Uh, how about you, Emily? What T-shirt are you wearing? I'll be really super honest. I'm pretty boring. I'm wearing just a black blouse that I still haven't gotten comfortable and, you know, still just went out and dropped my son off from, you know, at school, picked him up. Just boring old black. It's <laughs> <laughs> all good, all good. All right. Um, so I'm wearing I'm wearing um, a Shins T-shirt. So there Love. you go. G- give me the story of Carolina story because the bio said that you guys met in college, um, and you guys have been together for over a decade. Is that correct? 
That's correct. So what college? So we met, um, the story of what led us to Memphis to a visible music college, a small music college there, um, is a longer story and we'll say for a rainy day, but, um, <laughs> no, we met, we met August 3rd, 2007, uh, in a parking lot there at the school. And I helped Emily move a couch into her dorm room and she, uh, she's from South Dakota. I'm from Arkansas. And, uh, it was more or less love at first sight for me and not at all for her. <laughs> so uh, I found out actually that she, uh, her favorite artist was Brandy Carlisle and the story had just come out in April of 07. And so I learned the majority of that album and kind of came to Emily with music first and was like, Hey, I can play the guitar decent enough and sing, you know, a little bit and offer uh, what little I can offer and stand behind you. You know, I was just trying to hang out with her. So uh, that was like the first, those were the first songs that we, we sang together as a duo or a band. And, uh, yeah, that very was how cool. We and it, the story kind of continues too. We uh, uh, Ben used to be a whitewater raft guide in North Carolina, so that was one of the first trips we took together. We took a week long camping trip in North Carolina, and um, it was on that trip we decided that we should start writing music together and be become a band. And on that, yeah, on that ride home, I said, "What about Carolina Story for?" And you said that'd be a great band name. Kind of stuck. Yeah, just to sort of mark the genesis of what, you know, that trip and our life together, looking back Very on it. So. Very good. Now, now, where is home these days? Uh, we live in Kingston Springs, Tennessee. Um, it's right outside of Nashville. Okay. We lived in East Nashville near the Five Points area for about 10 years and just moved last year. So. We've got two kids, so we needed just a little bit more space. We were two kids, two dogs, and 19 acoustic guitars, so 950 square feet wasn't getting it done. (laughs) And probably moving out of East Nashville was probably a good idea. Um, Was your old place anywhere near where the tornado hit a couple months ago? Yes. Yeah, we are – pedal steel player and good friend. He actually uh, rents the space, our ha- old house from us. And he said it was blocks away. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Me, me and my son went the, the day after March 3rd was the day I'll never forget it. And um, yeah, just the devastation. I mean, to, you know, our, our favorite bar drifters yeah. and all these businesses and, and friends, homes and things. I mean, it was just, completely decimated and it was it was heartbreaking uh, especially just having moved out of the neighborhood i yeah. think we felt a little bit more helpless you know yeah um and anyway it was uh pretty crazy but yeah it was about two or three blocks um from our old house where there was the you know the big swath of damage so it was spared we were we were very thankful and grateful for that so and then a pandemic hit so it's been wacky yeah, how are you how are you guys holding up? You got you got two small kids, so you're <laughs> you're probably stuck in the house uh, oh, way way more than you would want to be. Yeah, we are though thankful, you know, that we we moved out here. We have a you know a little bit of land, and um, it came with a above ground swimming pool. So our kids, it's like the perfect 
thing to entertain okay. them. Yeah. Yeah, we moved into the Redneck Riviera in the right time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish like hell we could go back to the start. I don't see this lasting. Let me buy us another round. One more time before we drown. Cause I'm so tired. So I was looking at your uh, your credits for yeah. the album, and with with having two two small ones at home, I didn't see any writing credits for for Emily. Is that uh, part of the reason why of of having to yeah having to monitor oh, yeah, two little definitely. ones? I mean, it's and it's 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 funny. It's just it's changed over the years. I think we were you know the last record, and before that, like just. Our, my focus was definitely more driven to help and write songs, but I've had to be creative now in other ways, just because I am home with the kids a lot, and it's it, it's kind of writer's block, so to speak. So I'm I've been doing more painting and finding more creative outlets this season of life for sure with kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a. I mean, but we've talked about that a lot. I feel like that's a little like more natural to you. you know? Oh yeah. I got to create somehow and, you know, totally songwriting. Is yeah. Always the, the easiest for me. So let's, let's talk new record. So dandelions, this is your what? Second full, full length record. Yeah, that's correct. And you recorded this with Paul Moak. Yeah. Our good buddy, Paul at the smokestack. Yeah. Wayne, uh, I believe Paul helped Liz Longley with her most recent record. He did. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a great record, fantastic record. Yeah. Uh, what it what what do you think Paul brought out uh, uh, for, for of you guys for this record? Because I I would definitely say that that Liz's record that's her strongest record. Because I think I don't I don't know what Paul got out of her, but it's definitely her strongest record. So what what do you think Paul brings to the table as far as uh, his talents. I mean, he's just, he's kind of, I mean, he's multifaceted. I mean, in, in the most extreme and amazing ways. I mean, he's not only is he an incredible producer, a guy who can sort of take your vision and, and put his spin on it too, and sort of mix all that together um, and get the most out of you. I think he, I mean, he can play everything. Um, Right. So, the coolest thing for us, I think, and something that made us in the studio, I think, just gave us a real freedom, uh, a real free feeling was Paul was never in the control room ever unless there was some kind of sonic thing that Zach, the engineer, was work, you know trying to work out. But Paul was always playing an instrument on every song 
you know, and we were all playing live together. Um, so he was either at the piano or the on a 12 string electric or an acoustic or electric guitar or the roads or the organ. I mean, it was so him just being able to like be there in the room with you. Um, felt like you had the coach there on the field with you. And then, you know, he could somehow also like p- while playing his ass off and his heart, his heart yeah. out um, and giving all to the take, he could also know if, the, if he wanted the bass to be doing something different yeah. or, or, you know, just like little nuances that, you know, nope. it, it, so yeah, man, he's a, uh, he's an enigma in, in that way to me. And, yeah. Yeah. He just, I don't know. He, he definitely could just sense the energy for each take, you know, and was like, nope, that's not it, you know. And just I think him being in the room with all of us even just helped the overall energy. And we wanted to get that that take, you know. It was a very live album for us. We wanted all the, the kinks in it too, but, you know, our best take at each song. Yeah, and we really connected with Paul early on about Nirvana and the and 90s bands and to the Jayhawks and just different different things that we all loved and it became pretty ob, you know fairly evident early on like this is the guy that we're going to we're going to work with you know and um yeah. he he wanted to make a record so it was cool to do that <laughs> it's very good well the 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 product is fantastic uh been listening to the record for the last couple of days, uh, prepping for this episode. So I got a couple questions on, uh, on a couple of the, the, the songs. Um, let, let me go back for, for just a second. So when we got, uh, introduced, uh, from, from your, from your PR person mm-hmm. who, who said, Hey, would you guys have any interest in checking out uh, Carolina's story? And, um, you know, you're billed as the uh, husband-wife duo. I guess I was expecting that, like, every song would be the two of you on full-on harmony, which is not the case, which I was pleasantly surprised that you guys both kind of have your own songs where you, you do the shine, and I am and I'm, I guess I'm kind of doing the air quote thing for your own songs. <laughs> uh, like, you know, for, for you, Emily... Uh, the songs like uh, I wish it would rain and, and uh, see you when I see you, Th- those are more showcases for you, even though there's still some Ben there. I yeah. hear, I hear, I hear Ben on that, but yeah. those are, those are really your songs. Totally. Yeah. It was, you know, just a, a record we really, really wanted to create. I mean, we'd go play live because our last record did reflect more of us kind of singing the continuous harmonies throughout every song and, yeah. You know, our fans are like, man, Emily, I'd love to hear, you know, you sing. And I, I don't know. They're just, for whatever reason, I was like, man, Ben's voice. I, I'm such a big fan, you know. So I just. It became painfully obvious that the audience <laughs> wanted to hear more of her and less of me. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was fine with. And I think, too, I mean, talking back about just motherhood and stuff. I mean, there was just a mental phase for me where yeah. I was so caught up and wrapped in that, you know, having a newborn or a a toddler and then a newborn. It was just, it was, this record was so important for me as an artist to kind of come and, and, and realign myself with Ben and, you know, give myself a voice again. And for sure. I mean, and that was like a, that was a big 
thing from the jump on this record was knowing that we wanted to maybe establish two yeah. more individual uh, singular characters or voices, you know, if you will. And, yeah. and it was important for us to have Emily, you know, step out into that lead again, you know, cause she's, I mean, such an incredible <laughs> singer and yeah, I think we did that. And, you know, Paul had a big part in that too, you know, just sort of, think you know he would say like well i think you know we would go well we need more harmonies here and he'd go well you know that character it needs to have a little bit more of a lonely tone so it just needs to be one person yeah, yeah it come it came across more powerful i think than for sure when we thought you know our voices together were the powerhouse but that lonely voice really does it can speak a higher volume you know for what it's trying to say within the song yeah it to- totally works so so Ben, since you're a primary songwriter, did you write some of these songs with her taking the lead vocals in mind? Definitely. It didn't really turn out to be the ones that I thought it would it would be all the time, you know. <laughs> uh, like See You When I See You, Paul and I wrote that and it actually took a queer, like quite a bit of a convincing me and Paul, like, but Emily was like, I'm going to sing that yeah, song, I did, you know? It, yeah. And we were like, no, the, I mean, we want you to sing a bunch, but I don't think that's the one, but, um, man, I can't hear anyone else singing it now, you know? No. Uh, always follow the advice of your wife. Oh, well, always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just, it came home and it felt so relatable. I'm such a big, i you know, I want to sing something that means something to me. For sure. And yeah. it was like, they wrote that song. For me yeah way. she was yeah. yeah kind of going through something you know that i had, probably was pressing on you and you didn't even yeah yeah i mean the problem. lyrical content really is about one of emily's problems you know and i'm the <laughs> one who, i'm writing songs with paul to uh, you know a little therapeutic moment there uh, marriage counseling appreciate you paul send us an email <laughs> right right no man i mean you know in songs like don't leave me in the morning which actually comes out friday yeah um, oh, that's a, that you're releasing that as a single. Yes. Yeah. It's cool. Out. You know, that was a song that definitely was written with Emily in mind. Uh, so yeah, it's, you yeah. know, I think it's a, it's a good departure for us and, uh, only makes it stronger the more she sings. So. Only steady. Don't you worry if you please. Baby thinks a lot. My baby thinks a lot of me. There's something in my eyes, something inside of me. Say you'll never leave me in the morning. Say you'll never find another way. Everybody needs to be forgiven. And Yeah, and you and you've got some songs where you're really the 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 forefront as well. Like um I would say my favorite song on the record is Long Black Train. Oh wow. And and that's and that's really you kind of taking the reins on that. It has a very late this is my sweet spot for country music. If you Mm -hmm. have a late eighties to early nineties country radio feel to it, like a George Strait. Like I could see George Strait singing that song, so I love that. that yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna hook me in on that. 
That's a very high compliment. What's the inspiration behind Long Black Train? Long Black Train is a song that uh, actually tomorrow I'm going to write with uh, the guy who I wrote that song with. It's uh, our buddy Nathan Sexton who played drums on the record. And uh, it was a song that we had written two years before. It was the oldest song that was on that's on Dandelion. And um, I think it was written in 2017. And it was kind of when I was doing um, when we when our son was young and uh, Emily was pregnant with our daughter, too. I kind of had started, I did a lot of, I kind of had a little bit of a side project going on, a band called Goldminer. And uh, we recorded a lot of songs and I was just writing a lot of songs on my own that I didn't think were Carolina story songs. And we wrote that song and, uh, you know, that song is, um, Nathan and I have always kind of said it's the the unspoken thoughts of the common man. And, uh, you know, that song has a lot of inspiration from Emily's father, who's a, a blue collar man and. Also, my grandfather, who was in the war, you know, the character talks about a man who comes back from the war. And so, yeah, I wrote that just with just sort of from the the eyes and perspective of a, a blue collar man in America who's doing all he can to do, you know, to keep his family afloat. And he goes to work every day, kind of a lunch bail type person. And, you know, the, the train is that reminder um, just to keep moving forward, you know, that you're strong, like a big machine kind of thing. So. Very cool. Very cool. Every time he rolls back to town, she reminds him what he's fighting for. Could always use the money, but knows damn well it don't grow on a tree. Always moving forward like that big machine. Who does the harmonica on the record? Is that you? It is. Very good. Harmonica playing is great. Not overpowering on yeah. the record, on the, so- on right. the songs. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I, su- I assume that's a little production input from, from Paul as well. Definitely. And uh, I was always trying to put harmonica in something. He was yeah. like, no, that's the organ. You know, <laughs> uh, I'll be playing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like the harmonica playing has gotten a little bit less over the years, just, you know, uh, playing it really pointedly when it's required and really can add that extra emotion. Yeah. And uh, I was looking at songwriting credits. Um, so, Wayne, one yeah. of your one of your favorites, Will Hogue gets a songwriting credit for... Um, yeah, Light of the Moon. Light of the Moon. Yeah, I would... Couldn't couldn't find my notes. No, no. Um, <laughs> we we've been trying to get Will on the podcast for months. Um, I finally gave up. Yeah. Well, too much work. I'll shoot him a text. See see what he says. 
Yeah, we, 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 I made a deal with him on Twitter because he was advertising some new, new shirts. And I said, I'll buy a shirt if you come on my podcast. <laughs> and he said, deal. So I bought my shirt. I've, I've, I've worn the shirt on a couple episodes. And it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. <laughs> hard, hard man, hard man to, to, to track down. Sometimes. You should never give up. Yeah. Yep. Never give up. No, man. He's a, uh, He's an incredible artist and an incredible songwriter. Yes. Yeah, wrote yeah, Light you, of the Moon with him. You wrote some good ones with him, I feel like. I've uh, written a couple more. And, uh, he, kept saying, he kept saying he wanted to cut that song. We were like, well, we're going to do it. So, I mean, why don't we <laughs> cut it too? You know, we can, we can, let's all cut it. Everyone cut it. Sure. That's what, that's what country radio, country music used to do back in the yeah. 70s and 80s. Yeah. Everybody recorded. As many people as you want. Go for it. That's right. I mean, how how many people? Not not that this is country music, but how many people recorded? Uh, You've got a friend back a in the seventies. Yeah. So. No, no, yeah, that's a frequent discussion amongst myself and other songwriters. Just man, like how many song? You know, so many songs were cut by just so many people back in the day. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And could be charting at the same time. You know, with two different right, artists, which is really. Yeah. Really interesting. So, so you mentioned um, that you're you're releasing another single. Um, what are you guys doing to promote yourselves? Considering that, um, you know, when I listen to your to your songs, you don't really have that quote unquote new country feel to it. Um, and you know, there's really not a whole lot of radio stations out there that are playing your brand of Americana or whatever genre we're, we're calling it these days. Who, who knows what the genre yeah, is being right. called these yeah. days. Right. So what, what are you guys doing to, to promote besides, you know, being on our podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we do have, you know, I mean, we're thankful to have a team, our managers and, uh, our label and, uh, you know, we've got radio promotion. I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's, you'd be surprised at how many Americana stations, if that's what we're calling it, which it's what they call it. You know, I mean, there's so many right. Americana stations across the U S and, uh, in Europe and UK and stuff. And yeah, I mean, we, we, the radio, the record just went to radio, um, last week and it's been, um, doing well. And, you know, also just Michelle and, and yeah. crew at Missing Peace, our, our press agency, I mean, they've been doing a great job um, just getting some write-ups and connecting us with people like you guys, too. You yeah. Know, doing a bunch of podcasts. and um, Very good. And then just been, on our social media. Well, it's definitely yeah. been hard. I mean, normally we're touring and on the road a lot, and obviously we haven't been during this time. But we've, I mean, we were supposed to be yeah. hitting the road with Hayes Carl next week yeah oh man yeah i mean so i mean it was like you know two weeks of dates right around the record release i mean it Mm -hmm. so i mean you know it is what it is though but we've we've done you know we've done quite a few live streams which are still you know it's something at least but it's still really really awkward (laughs) after a song and you you hit that last note and there's (laughs) just crickets you know yeah no applause yeah no i know you know we're doing everybody's doing virtual tip jars and stuff it's 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 a sad affair right now, but it is, you know, you know it's, doing yeah. all we can do, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, um, tell, tell our listeners what record, I think you've already kind of told what record you chose, <laughs> but uh, tell the listeners what record you chose to revisit for this episode. Yeah. Uh, the Story by Brandy Carlisle. 
Emily, you were the one who introduced Ben to, to, to Brandy. So how did you get introduced to Brandy? Yeah. I mean, so this college we were both attending, it's one of the first voices and songs that I remember hearing and just being like stopped in my tracks. Like it was, it was, she was that person for me. Um, I was in the, of all places, a very play, uh, the library. Um, just, I guess my library, they didn't care if we listened to music, but I had it on full blast <laughs> on, um, my computer and pretty cool we, library. Yeah. Was listening, I guess yeah. a music college, so you can listen to music wherever you, you want to. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just was listening to the story and the part where she, her voice cracks. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I think I rewound it, you know, just over and over again, like the emotion that they caught in that moment just blew me away. And then from that point on, I listened to the record nonstop. So was it the story that hooked you in? Yeah, so was it, it was the-, the story. And I do, my, yeah. my friend Heather is the one who said, Emily, I've heard of this girl. I think you should check her out. I think you would love her. And she was right. So that was 2007. So the record was released uh, April 3rd of 2007. Yep. It actually did fairly well on the Billboard 200. Hit it did. Uh, number 58. And I have to believe that is because the label definitely got behind it. Right. You had you had producer T-Bone Burnett, yep. who is no slouch. And yeah. Right. Especially at that time. Yeah. He was, you know... I think he had just done that Raising Sand album with with Robert Plant and Allison Krauss. Yeah, I think that he, had been really big, or it was about to. But yeah, I mean, it you was know, the same year. I think it was. Yeah. So, I mean, not that he's slipped off by any means, but you know, he uh, <laughs> right. that was. I feel like when he was, I feel like when, I heard he was his kind name of the guy. More, you know? Yeah. Um, when did Oh Brother uh, come out? Boy, that's a great question. That was early 2000s, wasn't it? I think that was a little earlier. Yeah. Um, it's What's it 2000. 2000. 2000. Yeah, 2000. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wayne, this is, this is where I'm going to ask you. So did you know Brandy even you know, <laughs> That's back funny in, that you back say in that. Day? So you told me the choice, and I, I, went, I listened to the – the single and then I started the album and I was it literally like made me ask myself like what was I listening to if I was not listening to this <laughs> and so I felt like I felt a little bit redeemed um I was listening to the white stripe sicky thump uh yeah. foo fighters uh echo silence patience and grace against me's new wave uh dropkick murphy's meanest of times bad religions new maps of hell so I I wasn't like listening to something ridiculous, but I can't believe I wasn't listening to this. I, I don't, I, I, I think shame is a strong word, but I regret that I, yeah. cause I, cause scoring this was incredibly hard because I'm still in the honeymoon phase with this record. Like we've done records that I, you know, like Nirvana's nevermind. I could, I, I know, I know my favorite tracks. I can line that out, but listening to this, yeah. like I'm still in the honeymoon phase. Like I love all these tracks and I, I don't, it was hard to really start to try. I mean, some, some rose to the top, 
But it was even yeah. the ones I gave lower scores to. I'm like that. It's just no way it deserves. I know. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. I love this record so much. So you weren't seeing Brandy and the the Hanseroths live there somewhere in Seattle playing at the before they no, the tray yeah the yeah. Tractor Tavern or Thirteen Coins yeah. or something. No, I uh, no, I I did not. I okay. and it's I'm that's all on me. well i mean i don't know i feel like it's one of those records that even the you know now that she's like become more way more popular in the last you know year and a half has had some incredible things yeah happen in her career has written incredible songs um i mean produced incredible records i mean i feel like there's still fans that are like newer they probably don't they don't even you know they haven't even really dug into this record and you know, that makes me really excited for them. Yeah. Uh, because, oh, I mean, absolutely. it's such a timeless album, man. I mean, every song is strong, you know. Yeah, she has had some pretty good moments. Uh, the the Grammys, what, about a year and a half ago? Yeah. She slayed it. Yeah. And then, uh, and then her record, of course, the with the high women. Uh, yeah. That was, uh, yeah. And then produced Tanya Tucker. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. She, I think she got a, a, a Grammy for that too. Yeah, I think she, I think so. Her and Shooter Jennings produced that. So. Absolutely. Yep. Totally forgot about that. Um, by the way, my favorite podcast episode of any podcast out there was the one that she did with Tanya Tucker on Broken Record. Did yeah. you listen to that one? I, I heard about it, but I did not listen to it. Not that I'm promoting other people's podcasts because <laughs> I love that. Prefer you to listen to ours, yeah. but that one's that, that one's that one's pretty great. Yeah. Um, all right, well, should we jump in track by track? Let's, Let's do, it. do it. Um, so, as a reminder, our scoring is going to be based on number of songs on the record. Wayne, how many songs on this record? Officially thirteen. Officially 13. Uh, and I put together the scoring spreadsheet, totally forgetting about the that the hiding my heart is a quote unquote yeah. hidden track. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> that's so 90s. I know. Like, come on. That's why we love come it. On. This, was, this was a 2007 release. You don't do hidden tracks. I now. love it. Um, uh, all right. So, yeah, officially, Top Song is going to get 13 points. Next favorite, 12 points on Dan to low score of one. So, let's kick this off. So, late morning lullaby. Who wants to get us started on this? I musically, it remind every time I listened to it, it reminded me of the '70s country crossover stuff. Like Crystal Gale is the name that always came to mind. It's like in the chorus, <laughs> it just gets it's so soothing and 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 kind of it just has this groove to it. Also, um, but the lyrics are so like 
terrifying. And, and I mean, from that, yeah, the, the, you know, the, 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 the protagonist of this song is I, while I think this works perfectly as an opener is because she's literally struggling to get out of bed. And so right. it works. It's absolutely the perfect song to start the record with. Definitely. I mean, when they, when they hit that, you know, especially I, I feel like the addition, I think she had the twins with her on her first album. I believe so. Definitely. But yeah. this one, man, the twins, they have a I mean, when they do that, you know, they hit that dreaming, 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 and they're all harmonizing and the, the track seems to like just drop out. Yeah. And then they, yeah. they break into it and they're doing those just like those three harmonies. Yeah. It's, it's three voices. It's good stuff. It's killer. And it sounds so sweet. It, and you look, but then you, if you, when you read the lyrics or even like listen to her, like panic sets in, weight on my chest. Yeah. Uh, and alarming. Like this person is struggling, but not, but they're, but it's not, I don't know. It's, it's not depressing. It's not, it's like, it's not typical. It's not what you would expect. It's, it's mm-hmm. outside the box thinking and songwriting. Mm-hmm. For sure. You, but, you know, she. That thing that I love about her, she does that almost growl thing, like where she she sings so sweetly, but then she'll yeah. it'll be sometimes even just one note in a song, and I forget I forget exactly what what word on this song it is, um, but she just kind of give it, mm-hmm. it's like it just comes from the gut from the depths <laughs> of hell, almost, you know, in the best way. But you know, that's what I think this song is. It's like a sweet song and really beautiful melodies and harmonies, but there's a there's a heaviness to it Absolutely. for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get some scores. Uh Wayne. A twelve. I just I I really love this song. All right. Emily, your score? Eight. And then Ben. I mean it's I've got I I wrote two <laughs> down in this moment. I'm feeling so defeated. Um No, I mean I could score this album you know Every day, but yeah, it's a twelve. It's a two for me. Usually, we wait like four or five songs to have um, scores remorse, but you're going Man, full on right out of the jump. I know that's the last time I'll say it. I'll keep it to myself. <laughs> no, it's all good. I'm going to do it a couple times on this record for sure. Uh, this is my twelfth. So, all right, next song is the story. I climbed across the mountain tops, swam all across the ocean blue. I crossed over land and I broke all rules. And baby, I broke them all for you. Oh, because even when I was flat broke, you made me This is the perfect song. Yeah. Um, released as a single. It, this was actually written by Phil. Yeah. Not, not Brandy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I um, was looking at chart positions. Um, 75 on the Billboard Hot 100. Adult pop songs. I didn't even know that that was a chart, hmm. Wayne. Uh, <laughs> thir- 30, 35. 35 on the chart uh, for that. Um 
this is how you know that you got a good song. It's been used in lots of different television shows and movies. Yeah. And covered by Leanne Rhymes and also by Dolly. Right. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. And I, but I don't think any of them did it justice. Like, I, I really think oh. there's no, like, no, he, it, he, I mean, and I know that Phil Hans, is it Hans Roth yeah. knows her real well? Cause it's almost like he wrote this song for her. Cause yeah. not only what I love about it is it's a love song, but it's not conventional. Right. Because it's got this, while her, her voice has a weariness to it, there's still swagger. Like when you look at when she's talking, it's all, it's, there's a lot of swagger in the things I've done. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you were there and I'm glad you're the only one who knows, mm-hmm. but there is a little bit of look at what I've done and look, look at the things I've accomplished and look what I've come through. So I just, I just love that about it. Yeah. Man, go ahead. Man. Like I was saying earlier, just the, the magic that they were able to catch in the studio, the way her voice does that crack. And I love that they kept it for me. That was just such a defining moment as an artist, like, that you, like emotion is so important to convey and like she was doing, oh, you know, and it wasn't yeah. so perfect and polished. I mean, when she sings all these lines across yeah. my face and just rips into it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't care if you can't stand Brandy Carlisle in that moment, <laughs> you're all in, you know, um, which I don't see how you could not stand Brandy Carla. I don't think yeah, I, don't I don't think there's think one person on the planet that's, that's heard her that doesn't at least. All right, you guys want to hear um, uh, Brandy's take on this song? Yeah, yeah. All right, so Brandy said the story was already a beautiful song. Phil's got a really powerful voice and sounded great singing it, but I think the song needed to be really loved by someone. If anything, I brought to the scenario a little bit of insanity and intensity and cultishness especially when i was younger i was a little overwhelming i came on the scene and i was like all right let's quit our jobs and get matching tattoos and never look back (laughs) i don't care forget about your wives forget about everything let's just do this and then phil phil uh chimed in and said um we had recorded a couple of versions, like one on the keyboard and one with acoustic guitars. It was just a lyric, a melody, a couple of chords. It wasn't really anything until we started playing with Brandy hmm. and she put some power into it. Wow. Yeah. Love I didn't that. know that. Yeah, it really cranks it up in the second half, too. I think a lot of these songs have this building, like she kind of she kind of like just gets the door open and you get you inside and then she just yeah, just blows the whole thing apart. Yeah, they just they beat it to death in the best way. Absolutely, it's the I mean it's the hard. I, I mean I think it's the hardest rocking song on the on the album. Oh too. yeah, I, I think yeah. Maybe the way the, the, the but, yeah, I think so. I think it is. All right, uh, Ben, let's uh, let's get a score from you to redeem you. Yep, <laughs> score for me uh, nine. All right, Emily thirteen. All right, Wayne eleven. Yep. Yeah, this is my 13. Yep. And um, spoiler alert, this is our top score. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right, next song, Turpentine.
supposedly this was a single. Hmm. I couldn't find any chart position. Um, There is a video for it. Yeah. Hmm. You know, this is the song that out of all of the songs that we've played of hers, this is the one that we have covered the most. Um, We've been covering it for a decade, you know, at times. And, oh, man. I mean, just... I love the Hanseroth's um, acoustic playing. I mean, Brandy too, but um, yeah, just the guitar, you know, just that bare guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you even credit them in, in your own influence. I mean, just. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're a big um, seeing them live, especially play the acoustic guitar, um, which I'm not going to geek out on that, but I mean, they just do these, <laughs> these cool little hammer ons and things that have really influenced me. Um, you know, in my playing, um, I would say more so than just about anyone. So I love that in this song. Cool. I mean, these days go to waste like wine, you know, this one uses the cello a lot and to the, to, I think it could even just do this with just the cello even, but I love, to me, this is a really a highlight of what a great songwriter she is because Wine, when it sits, it actually just more or less turns to vinegar. But that word doesn't make is doesn't really convey what she's trying to right. say. And so changing it because we all know what she means. So that is in and of itself brilliant. But the idea that this relationship, it may look the same, but it 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 doesn't taste the same. It's it's bad. And when wine goes bad, it won't kill you. So it's just going to taste bad. It's not going to, it's not going to kill you. So, but the, the analogy and the, the changing of a word that, that would maybe be maybe scientifically accurate, but everybody knows what you mean. I'm just the changes she made subtly to, to make that song come to life. And it is all just, brilliant. I just, I, and of, of the, I listened to the cover record just to kind of give myself to see, um, but I was in a huge Brandy Carlisle love fest. So none of them except this one, Chris Christopherson's version of this is haunting. And I don't know that, I don't know if anybody could do it, um, uh, and have that. Cause I don't even, I don't even know if there's other instruments. It's almost like he's talking right. and it just, it makes the hair on your arm stand it's up. It's like chilling, like the age of him and the, and the age of his yeah. voice really create something with mm. this song. Well, yeah. I mean, wishing I was 10 again, you know? Yeah. So I could be your friend again. She says just that longing for this relationship. That's no longer there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't, maybe it's not romantic. I mean, cause I, I know I have a friend that when, I mean, if you, in high school, we were practically inseparable, but now yeah. I it's, you know, we've, we've, we had different values. We, we, we don't, you know, when people say, Oh, I can't believe you guys still, you know, you guys don't, you know, people ask me, hey, how's he doing? And I don't, I don't know. I haven't talked to him in years, but I still remember those right. times and, 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 and what they meant For then. Sure. Love you, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Name dropper. Yeah, I, I've never seen this song as a, uh, as a relate, like a, as a, a heart, you know, a, a love relationship. I've always sort of seen it as a friendship, mm-hmm. something that's fallen by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And considering Wayne that I don't drink, so your analogy totally puts this in a different perspective for me. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> and, um, and, and spoiler alert, um, since you name dropped Chris Christopherson, we have, we have an episode coming up in a couple weeks for Chris. So I can't wait. There you go. Yeah. 
All right. Um, should we get some scores? Let's do it. Let's, Let's do it. Wayne. Ten. Wayne. Ten. Ben. Seven. Emily. Eleven. And this is my nine. All right. Next song. My song. I just wanted to share with you guys um, a text that I sent to uh, my co-host last night. I said, um, I'm pretty sure I know what your top song is. And, <laughs> and uh, I was right. It's this one. Um, to, to tell me, to, Wayne, tell me why you, um, you, you have this as your top song. It defiance. Like the, 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 the it's so defiant. Cause the, the, I think it all centers around that. Uh, the my mind was full of razors to cut you like a word, if mm. only sung. But this is not your song. Like if I wanted to, I could shred you. But this song is not about yeah. you. This is about me. And I mean, yeah, yeah. it just whoever, yeah, yeah, whoever she was like channeling, you know, writing this one about mm-hmm. did her did her dirty. Yeah, and just point. like the 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 part where it goes, I'm so young, I've never known. Uh, I've no, I know I'm bitter. I've been jaded. I, I, I've, I can see her having a conversation. Like I've had that conversation in the mirror. Like this whole thing is yeah. very powerful. Like I'm not going down like that. Like this, you're not going to break mm-hmm. me. All of these, you know, things I feel about myself. But like I said, I just, I, it's all centered around that the defiance of that one section where she says, you know, I have all these razors, but I'm not. This isn't about you. This is about me. This is my song. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For sure. It's Wayne's song. <laughs> it's not my song. It's Wayne's song. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I remember her doing this song live and Man. she's the artist we've seen the most, you know, play live. And I mean, she just can deliver, deliver it every single time, just that power. And definitely through this song, you know, you just, you feel it. And what I love too is like the the end when they're just rocking. Like there's no there's no solo instrument. There's no guitar solo. They're they're just playing freaking chords and giving it all they've got. And and it really the simplicity of it. um, I don't know. That's what I've always loved about that song is that that back half where they're just going for it. You Mm -hmm. know. Yeah, it's great. so Wayne, I think I spoiled your score already. <laughs> 13. Go ahead. Thirteen. I love that. <laughs> Emily. Five for me. Five for me, sorry. And I have it as four. All right. And this is my ten. And your ten? Yeah, I'll tell you the reason why it's my ten here um once we're done. Okay. So remind me to bring somebody had one rated lower than me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um next song is wasted. You'd waste it 
And I'm just going to let um, Ben start with this because I, I get the benefit of seeing everybody's score. So mm-hmm. why, do you, <laughs> why do you love this song? Man, I don't know. I think maybe I just I probably relate to this one the most personally. Um, he's talking about talking to a friend, you know. Um, I don't know, getting that call or whatever, you know. We wrote a song on the new album called Time Well Spent and kind of was thinking about this song in that way. Um, I mean, in lines like, if shining wisdom passed your lips and traveled to the ears of God, you'd waste it. Um, I I tweeted out about that lyric the other day because it just slayed me. Yeah, I mean, and it, yeah, I mean, I guess as a songwriter, it just, man, she, just the words she chooses. I mean, if you had eyes like golden crowns and diamonds in your fingertips, you'd waste it. You yeah, know? the imagery of that. The imagery yeah. of, yeah, somebody that has kind of the world by the tail. and Yeah, that's, and the, the, way, uh, you know, the next she's section. She's pining for that call from that person, you know. Um, and the next section where you're overrated, revered, celebrated, and you waste it. Like, it almost felt like it was somebody about somebody specific who maybe, doing something cheesy poppy and while she's writing these incredibly moving yeah. compositions, it had this, like a, it was a, it was, it felt like it was meant towards somebody and that maybe it is or it isn't, but she really captures that. Like you're, you, like you said, she had, whoever it is, has all of it. They, they got it going for them. No doubt. And they're, they just, they, they're not going to put it to any any good use for sure. I mean, and to call somebody a classic waste of cool, I mean, <laughs> as well, it's yeah. pretty, yeah. I mean, you've kind of put them on blast at that point, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, then again, I mean, I think though there's a little bit of grace in it, even though she's sort of has moved on from this person or whatever, they're just, um, they're too different. You know, then again, it's good to get a call now and then just to say hello. I don't know. There's like a little grace in that to me. Um, Yeah, I think she took the high road. I think this was all put into a song and not to this person's face. You know, I mean, it says I hate to see you go, you know. Yeah, (laughs) but I love there's something about it that's very reminiscent. And I and I know part of it's the piano and a little bit of that do 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 that. I think I just felt like that was on purpose. Like I want. I want this song to have like I want you I wanted to remind everybody of something or somebody like this or whatever but it felt like she was channeling some of that some of that stuff uh that we would all recognize. Yeah. Definitely. I mean and her voice is just I mean you could say it about any song on this album but for me it just I mean the melody and her voice is just flawless, you know, and the twin again the twins just with those perfect harmonies. Um they just eat you alive. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, so Ben, it's tell us your score. Friday the thirteenth for me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's thirteen for me. There you go, Emily. Uh, seven. All right, and this is my eight, and then Wayne. Also eight. All right. Next song is "Have You Ever." If you've ever wandered lonely. Ever wandered lonely through the woods? Have you ever stared into a starry sky? 
Emily, I think you like this song the most out of the the four of us. Yeah, I um, you know, this album is so personal to me. So any, I mean, again, I've seen her the most I've ever seen anyone, and you know, the little stories that she tells at one show, she doesn't always tell at another one. But I remember her talking about this song in particular, and I know either I can't remember if it is Tim or Phil. One of them wrote this one. And I think the story is that she was coming up their long driveway and she sees one of them naked (laughs) with their guitar in the woods, like in the trees. And this is the song that either Phil or Tim was writing. Yeah, she pulls up and is like, what in the hell are you doing? Yeah. And I don't know why. Have you ever written a song naked in the woods? (laughs) It was it was Phil, by the way. Yeah, okay. okay. And that, for whatever reason, that just stuck out in my head is like a funny story. And then when you like really hear it, I've been walking every day during quarantine. And um, it's been so good for my mental health. And then, you know, I knew we were going to do this. And I was just, you know, I listened through the album again. And just have you ever been out walking? If you'd ever been out walking, you would know. Is like how mm, she ends yeah. it. And um you miss, you would miss it otherwise. Yeah, and so I've I've just really been trying to get back out in nature, and this song has been kind of like my theme song for that. But but with your clothes on, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> we are in the okay. country, and our neighbors aren't that close. But I still would not. I yeah, feel like they'd be cool with it, but we haven't we haven't really tested that. <laughs> <laughs> so. You could just blame it on you know yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, yeah it's no, the pandemic. we did this podcast, and they encouraged us. Perfect. All right, um, Wayne. Did you have anything on? Have you ever? Um, I felt like I always knew that she didn't have anything lyrically to do with it. Um, the kick drum can get an, can get yep. uh, annoying. Like it, it comes in and out, but it comes in for too long. And I'm just like, lyrically it, it stood out to me that it wasn't like, especially of the, of the songs up to this point, she has this real, like this grittiness and this flair for like injecting these, you know, just phrases and words that kind of create yeah. just a little bit of darkness, not too much, but, but just enough to give it a lot, this little, this real rough texture. Yeah. All right. Your score? Uh, two. I still really like this song, but <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it. there you go. Ben? Number three for me. And you said too, that there was something with the kick that. Well, yeah, today, Emily, we were talking about our scores and she goes, I was like, what? why is, have you ever not higher on your thing? I said, <laughs> Well, because that kick is just on that one and the three, like a bunch of lazy people at a at a, at a cover band concert, it just <laughs> wore on me a little bit. So, anyway. Well, I gave it a number three. I gave it a nine. All right, and a, and I'm somewhere in the middle here. I'm a, I'm at a six for this. All right, next song, and this is I'm looking at scores. This is probably going to be an interesting debate. Uh, this is Josephine. Mm-hmm. Carry me back home If my dreams will allow Take me back, Josephine To that cold and dark December I am missing someone but I don't know Now I'm standing alone And I'm trying to I had to re-look at the writing credits because the song kind of reminded me of um, 
Nickel Creek. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did it not, Wayne? I, I didn't think of Nickel Creek. I definitely, I felt like they were trying to capture something with the name. Like it, to me, reading the lyrics after, and listening to it at the same time, it almost feels like they started, someone started to write a song about their grandmother and then it kind of twisted and morphed into maybe a, a love, a love that's, that's gone, that's gone way. But I mean, some, like, I think it was the line about kiss my eyes when I sleep and carry me back home. And just the idea um, there was uh, the line about I'm missing someone, but I don't know who um, and can't remember. So it kind of made me, you know, like how Elvis Costello wrote Veronica about his grandmother. It mm. kind of had that feel like writing, especially a name like Josephine. That's not a that's not a 21st century name that a lot of girls get tagged. For sure. Did T-Bone do, do that album with Veronica? Oh, I don't I don't know. I don't oh. think so. Okay. Uh, and and this is so going back to what I was asking earlier about uh, when Oh Brother Where Art Thou came out. So this is that was T Bone. This is T Bone. Yeah. This had this has a very Oh Brother yeah vibe to, to definitely. Yeah. I think Which when I brother. first when I first started listening to the record, this is one that jumped out to me. You know, one of the most you know, that jumped out to me just in that. I guess I was like really, really trying to figure out my guitar playing and stuff too. And I don't know, just the simple, simple sort of folkiness of the guitar. And, you know, also this was the first song that I learned. Um, yeah. Uh, to, to present to Emily that, you know, so for me, he, it's so probably windy, scored okay. so high, not necessarily because of the song, but yeah, the just the nostalgia um, of that. I mean, I literally remember sitting outside my dorm learning this song yeah um, yeah this song definitely working is, up the is the, the personal <laughs> the rate the personal rating because this is the first song we ever sang together yeah this is the first song we ever sang together so um cool, cool. you know so they're like i i think like i said i think our our scores are <laughs> tied more to nostalgia um, than, any, than anything most of our scores are tied to nostalgia so it's all good yeah yeah um all right. Well, let's get some scores. Ben? It's 11 for me. And then Emily? 12. And then Wayne? 7. And then um, it's my two. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Uh, um, next song is Losing Heart. I, I looked at the the songwriting credits. Um, so this is both of the hands of Ross and then Brandy. Um, I just didn't really connect with this song. I even checked out the the cover of this song on the that covers record, the Secret Sisters cover. Yeah. Um, hoping that maybe I would like the song better, and I didn't. Um, but I did see that Brandy. Um, did a song with Secret Sisters on their last album. So yeah, I, I guess. think she's produced the last yeah. two. Mm-hmm. Did she? Yeah, yeah, out there in Washington. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, but I just didn't connect with this one. Um, did anybody connect with this one? I'd have to say 
this yeah i mean this is the song that i'm even in right now i'm trying to hear it in my head it's it's always been one um i'm just sort of try humming joan osborne's one of us because that's what <laughs> got trapped that's that's what got trapped in on the verses okay um and i couldn't get it out i couldn't get it out of my mind but where i really think and i didn't i gave it a it gave it a lower score but i think that build up to the to the chorus that she changes the, if used to be the, everything was easy. Mm -hmm. Now it's lost and nobody believes me. And then it goes into the chorus and it has this, it's what ties the whole thing together for me as a song. And this, we all have varying degrees of, you know, of of faith in humanity. And you can see and hear this person's being, being shaken. And I think we've all, we can, I, I know I can, relate to that. So yeah. I liked it for the chorus and I, and I like how she changes it. Cause she, she doesn't do it the same. Well, she does the third time the same as the first, but she changes right. it, that build up into it. But the, but the verses, I, I couldn't get Joan Osborne's one of us. Out of my mind. <laughs> That's funny. All right. All right. Well, what's, what's your score on this Wayne? Four. All right. And this is my one. And then Emily one. And then Ben one for me. All right. Collectively, our least favorite song. Next song is Cannonball. is one that uh, harmonies are provided by Amy Ray and Emily Salyers and you might know them better that as the Indigo Girls. Indigo Girls yeah. um, and remember what I mentioned about Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Yeah. Kind, kind of feel like it's there again. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think that's what was for me. Yeah. Ben, I think you like this a little more than I did and yeah. Wayne did. Yeah, I mean, once it, I mean, the, the, I feel like that. I just love the, you know, there's not a lot involved. There's, you know, musically, it's a more acoustic mm-hmm. song and um, just that folkiness. And I mean, I, I, I've always loved the word cannonball. I've actually written it into a couple songs. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I, I also loved, I mean, like a wounded cannonball. I mean, because like you think wounded. of a cannonball as, you know, being pretty, uh, pretty strong. But man, once they, once they hit into those, those ooze and just the harmonies, yeah. the way they're, um, they structured those in the, in the chorus, bright lights, you know, like white light and who shot me down, all that. And the way it lifts on that, I'm frozen in my bed right there, the way the melody lifts, um, and then retreats is, is everything to me. So. Yeah. There's two other Cannonball songs that I like more than this one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the, the Breeders. The Breeders is one. And then Damien Rice. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, he's got, yeah he's got it beat here. Yeah. Boy, that's yeah. a great song. Yeah. All right. Um, ben, what's your score on this one? Cannonball is 10 for me. And then Emily. Six. And wow. this is my four. And then Wayne. And I'm not happy about this, but this was the least. This one kept just coming around as my least liked, mm-hmm. as my as my least favorite. All right, it's all good. Uno. All right, next next song is "Until I Die." Oh, 
and I'm probably going to get um, laughed when I say this. So <laughs> my notes, I just have two words, counting crows. Yeah, I, get- I can t- I could totally hear Adam Duritz doing this song. And maybe it's, again, maybe it's the the T-Bone connection, but I just kind of got that that vibe, and I'm okay with that. No, I, I get that, and it starts with that, like, dissonant kind of guitar. Yeah, I could, I could see uh, Adam and the yeah. boys doing that. Emily, what, what do you got on this one? No, this one isn't really, let me see. Yeah, what did I, uh, where am I? On my notes. Yeah, you got it. I have it as two. Yeah, yeah so it. it was one that never really hit for me. But I mean, I know all the words because I've <laughs> repeatedly <laughs> listened to these albums. You know, it's so funny how you can recall it. You know, from such a long time ago. But yeah, this one, I, I can't. It's hard for me to say one of my least favorite Brandy songs because this just seems hard, wrong. You know, but <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, I feel like we could for us. I mean, we could have, uh, you know, when they want when our our people wanted us to choose an album, you know, we were like, well, do you want us to choose individual ones or one that, you know, as a band, you know, and they were like, well, we'd like, for you know, one as a band. And really, this was the only album that, yeah, you know, that, we, that we really both like freaked out on. But, you know, this is one of those albums that I feel like I could listen to and, and oh, score yeah. and every day and it would be oh, different. Yeah, but totally. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Here's the difference between this record and some of the other records that we've, you know, done Wayne is that, um, even my one I'm listening all the way through. It's not like it's a one and I'm skipping it. No, no, no. Cause there, there are plenty of records that we have talked about where it's like, you know, the, 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 the least favorite two or three songs, I'm skipping. Like, mm-hmm. there's a reason why it's got a one or a two or a three, right? And this this record, not not that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agree. I can say I'm still in the honeymoon phase. It was very difficult to say. I mean, because as I'm listening to him, I'm like, oh, I love this song. I this and so it just was a matter of just ranking yeah. them, just putting them in order. Because uh, like we've done Elvis Costello episodes, and I think I don't think there's uh, that guy has done nothing that I don't absolutely love. Right. So, Ranking his stuff was was just like I say. I know I feel your pain. Mm-hmm. I know what you're going. Yeah, I mean, it was like, like you know, I would, I would get fr- found myself the other day getting frustrated with myself. Like, dude, just pick. I mean, this is you know, <laughs> shuffling them back and forth. So what Wayne is saying, Ben and Emily, is that um, six months from now, when he's done with the honeymoon phase, we have to re- re-record this episode. Yes, right. Yep, yeah. yep. And we have to see how our scoring is yeah. different, too. Oh, my God. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, this is my seven. Wayne, your score? I gave it a six, and I really – it's the verses that I love because I think she mm-hmm. – there's something about the choruses when she, she almost gets – like I think this is the one where she gets almost indiscernible. Like her, they, 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 they don't sound clear. But the verses I, I absolutely love because I think the, the first two people in the in the first verse, one is obviously on something. There's the reference to him being yeah. high. Like, uh, and then the next guy, um, he's what is that? As the way I try to describe, it. he's he. Baby makes more of their his accomplishments than than he, than they're worth. So there's this condescendingness to the first two people that she's kind of 
you know, using to tell this story. Mm. But the, the next time, then it's almost like children, you know, with uh, the take my, is it run, run, catch me if you can. She's talking about children. And then uh, that next person, that guy who's, you know, that person who's working the nine to five and she's just, she's telling him, don't, don't let this ruin your dreams. Don't let this, you know, right. don't let this devour your dreams. Like, live until you die. So it has a great message. Yeah. And I think she really does some cool stuff um, telling the story with the way, the, the kind of the characters that she creates to tell this, this real quick story. But, uh, but the, the chorus is like, they have this, they just kind of start slipping and sliding around and they don't go, not, they're not as quite, they don't feel quite as clear as the rest of right. it. So I gave it a six long story short. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was going to say, um, did I ask anyone else for scores? Uh, six for me. Until I die, right? Yeah. I had two. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. Um, next song is Downpour. I'm just going to apologize in advance. So I'm looking at your guys' scores and I didn't like it as much um, <laughs> as you guys did. Uh, so I have to ask you this. So we, we already talked about um, some of the covers that have been done. Um, are you guys scoring the Brandy version of this? Or are you scoring the Margot Price version of this or a little bit of both? Oh, I didn't even know Margot did it. Is she on the covers album? I guess. I never heard that. I never listened to that. I did. Um, but oh, okay. Him did. Yeah. It's hard for me to hear anyone sing Brandy songs. Mm-hmm. Just because, I don't know. That won't help. That record won't help. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like Margot. I like Margot's Yeah, version. yeah. I didn't mean it that way at all, you know. Yeah, I didn't. And I didn't necessarily mean it that way either. Um, I liked some of them, but I know what he's saying. Like, she, she just kills this. She owns it. Yeah. And, to the she's got such a tight grip on it it's and there were very few spots where i thought either i thought it was interesting what they did or adele has a an absolutely beautiful voice so whatever she sings she's sung with an absolutely beautiful sure. voice it doesn't she still doesn't give it that rawness right. that that brandy carlisle has so like brandy has such a tight grip on these songs uh-huh. everybody else is just just fighting to just get yeah. just get some Something. Yeah, for sure. And that's the, I mean, that's the way for, I mean, for me with any Brandy song, yeah. it's just whether it's your least favorite one or your favorite, it's like, and that's not dissing on any other artist. Brandy it's, can sing. She just can, I mean, not only can she sing, like you said, she has a grip on her own songs. And yeah. Just has amazing control. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think Emily for this song specifically, Down For, I oh. think when we saw her, it was, she talked about it. It's about her mother. Yeah. Um, so that knowing that instantly, and I too was, you know, choosing to do this musician life and leave my family. And so it just hit me in that moment in college, like a, you know, a ton of bricks, like you're growing older and peace where you're at. I wish I could be there for that. Like it, like, yeah, it was, this is for me, that mother daughter relationship song that is just beautiful for me yeah 
I don't have that connection, so I feel like an a-hole with my <laughs> <laughs> I, To me, it was the cello got used again, and it once you it's once you do it too many times, then it started. It, this song sounded familiar, but I also could hear a little bit of "I Will Always Love You." So I mm-hmm. really, I really would have been interested to hear Dolly Parton do this one. Yeah. Uh, but even that that first line, I felt like that. To me, that was the coolest line that uh, I'm like the rain in a downpour. I wash away what you long for. And so that to me fit right into that. I will always love you Mm -hmm. kind of feel like I would love to. I would I would be interested to hear Dolly do this. I would. Yeah, just. Yeah, definitely. And I'd love to hear Brandy do. I will always love you. Yeah. (laughs) I bet if anyone could do it. (laughs) That has got to happen. Yeah. All right. Emily, what's your score? I had this as 10. And then Ben. It's a 12 for me. And then Wayne. A uh, three. Yeah, I'm matching your three. Um, all right, next song is Shadow on the Wall. Nobody's fool. I played that part so many times before. Now alone to be a shadow. If you ever listen to our our podcast episodes, you know that I'm a sucker for harmonies. Yeah, and this song this song gets me. Mm. Uh, I love the harmonies in this; um, just hits me at the right spot. Um, and my score is definitely higher than everybody else's. I think actually, Ben, you're I'm not. Too I'm far up there with you. I'm up there. Yeah, you're not. Too, you're not I'm, too far behind. No, I'm I'm propping you up. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, and I'm with you on that. I mean, that's what I would say about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, just those devastating harmonies, you know? Yeah. And if you've, and if you've got a more darker song coupled with harmonies, that's mm-hmm. again, that's my sweet spot. So I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, Wayne, what do you got on shadow on the wall? As an arrangement? I love it. It's just that finger pick guitar and her and those harmonies, but I love the lyrics of this song um, because of what it's like. She can throw, like my favorite is that backhanded compliment towards the end with the, uh, Hey, it's not, it's not that you would mess with my head. I believe that you believe what you said. (laughs) You believe what you said. I love how she throws that in there. I love the, the, the shadow analogy, like the way to get out of this relationship is just uh, be real quiet (laughs) and still the sun goes down and we disappear. Yep. And sleeping with the one I open. Yeah. 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 Yep. Mentions. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. It, it just hits me. Mm. Um, so this is my 11 and then Ben eight for me. All right. Appreciate you having, I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Emily three and then Wayne a five. All right. And then, um, Next, we've got Again Today, and then, yeah, The Secret Track of Hiding My Heart. <laughs> so we're, 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 we're scoring them together, um, but I guess we can talk about them separately if you'd like. I'm broken down, not good enough. The broken promises add up. That's why it's the weight in tears which I have come. 
Yeah, I originally did when I I was gonna score it. I was like, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna be different and put this as the fourteenth, you know. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I just. But then Ben, I think you were playing again today, and I was like, okay, I don't know, I'll just do it equal, you know. Just yeah. they are. I I I do enjoy both of those songs. I thought that the sound effect that's in the background was going to drive Wayne crazy. And this was going to be his lowest song. Cause I always like to predict what's going to be Wayne's highest and his lowest. And, um, I didn't get it right for this Wayne. Cause I thought, I thought that sound effect was going to drive you nuts. You know what? The, to me, the biggest question that kept weighing on my mind is why make this a hidden track? This thing needs to be oh, brought yeah. out to the light. Yeah. Uh, this, these, both these songs are so strong. I mean, we, we've done, well, Nirvana's never mind this, you know, where you wait 13 minutes to hear the most ridiculous thing ever. I mean, that's a hidden track. Keep it hidden. It's belong. It should <laughs> right, be hidden. Right. <laughs> this, yeah. This, this song does not, this should not be hidden. I agree. Yeah. It, it, that, that was to me the biggest thing. That was always a, yeah, an interesting yeah. kind of decision to me why it would be hidden. It's such a good song. I mean, you got the the alliteration hiding my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's the only thing I could think yeah. of that they they hit it just for which. I, and I usually love that kind of stuff, but this, these two songs are really good. I, I mean, the first one is the Pearl Jam did a version of this. I think on this on the it's cover, great cover soundtrack. Yeah, it it is. It doesn't. It's not. It's not Brandy Carlisle good, but it's it is. Like I like that they did it like a Pearl Jam song. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't try yeah. to be yes. anything else. Yes, you got to give them credit for that. Uh, but yeah, there's that the, the depression. There's kind of a theme of maybe not necessarily clinical depression, but like being depressed or sad or you know confused. And and there's kind of it runs through all these songs and uh, just the struggles that we all go through. I mean, I think she's she's able to put them out there and yeah. and, and just just feel like somebody feels. You know, that's one of the things I think that music is so powerful as you can find you can feel like somebody knows what you're feeling. And I think she, she, she really does that very well. For sure. And I think for us too, this one was another one that is maybe more nostalgic because while maybe you don't connect with it on the record, especially the hiding my heart, cause it's hidden and you're, you know, you're not invested that mm-hmm. much. Like she played this live a mm-hmm. couple of times where they were completely unplugged on the front of a stage. And it just, absolutely yeah. slays you you know mm. um so and again man josh newman on the cello i mean he just he kills it so and hiding my heart i had that my dad raised me on a bunch of cat stevens and hiding my okay. heart kind of re- reminded me has always reminded me of kind of a cat stevens ish song oh very anyway. much so so yeah, yeah, yeah. That and I once again, I thought that was a well, just a well-written song yeah. where this per- person's not going to, you know, he 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 assumes or they assume it's gonna, they're gonna end up leaving him, so they don't love them, they right. don't let themselves love them, and then then it has a very cats in the cradle feel in the oh, second yeah. version where that with the kid, and and then it comes back to the end that he the person is absolutely what they thought they would be because they thought that, right. that it was a self-fulfilling prophecy they're alone at the end because they wouldn't they wouldn't love anyone right for sure it's yeah i mean yeah. It, again I, I it's unbelievable that it's a hidden track because it it could be you know the third song on a lot of records so. mm-hmm. yeah yeah agreed all right well wayne 
you 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 surprised me with your score. Tell tell us what it is. Uh, nine. Nice. <laughs> and then Emily. Five. And then Ben. Four for me. And this is my five. Yep. All right. So this is where I always ask: um, Did we miss anything? Did we cover everything? It looks like we covered everything. Yeah, I feel like we got it all. Yeah. I think um, we got it. All right, so I already gave you what our top song was, so that was the story. Any uh, any guesses for number two? Um, was it early morning lullaby? Late morning Late lullaby morning. was fourth. Late morning, and go. That's right. So Turpentine was our second with an average score of 9.25. Number three was Wasted. Um, Ben, you kind of... I kind of, I gave gave a big lift to that one. You lifted lifted that one. So fourth, like I said, was Late Morning Lullaby. And then um, Wayne, I I, I moved around. I, I bumped up my score for my song for you to get it in our top Aww. five. Nice. Uh, now it's our song. Now it's <laughs> our song. Um, that did, that did tie with Josephine though, because mm, okay. uh, you, you, I can live with that. Me and Emily were high on that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, but I'm looking at here and um, sorry, we, Wayne and I kind of tanked downpour for you guys. It's all good. <laughs> so, apologies on that. Rained on our parade, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, well, this has been fun. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you guys for having us. Absolutely. So, so tell tell our listeners where they can find all the happenings of Carolina Story. Yeah, well, you can find us easily at carolinastory.com. And just Carolina Story on all the things. Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple, um, all the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything is just Carolina story. So Perfect. check it out. Yeah. So um, last question, and we lift this from a fellow podcaster here in Central Florida who does the Scotch and Good Conversation podcast. So who do who do you guys know that we don't know who should join us on our podcast to talk about one of their favorite records? Mm, God, good, yeah. Great question. We keep putting people on the spot with this one. Right? <laughs> no, I love that. How about the Artisanals? Uh, yeah. I don't know do them. You know that band, the Artisanals? No. Wayne, do you know them? I have not heard them. Yeah. I went to high school with one of or the lead singer, which is crazy. We both are from South Dakota. But but they're from Char- they're a band that's formed in uh, Charleston. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Yeah. They're incredible. Um or Star and Micey. Yeah, Star and Micey is another band from Memphis that are good friends of ours. Very good. Well, it sounds like we're going to need a chat offline. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. So as a reminder, you can find all of our old episodes by going to recordsrevisitedpodcast.com. Of course, we're on the socials as well. Uh, find me on Twitter at Podcast Records and the Facebook page, of course. Wayne. Instagram, what is the handle there? Records Revisited Podcast. Yeah, real, real tough there. Um, you can find us on uh, on on all the platforms as well for podcasts, and and please go subscribe and rate or review us. 
So thanks for listening. Please go support the arts. I would tell you to go to a live show, but you know the drill on that. But um, in the meantime, go support your favorite musicians by checking out their live streams, buy a t-shirt of the band, buy a record, maybe one that's called Dandelion. Mm -hmm. And we are Records Revisited, and we are out. out.